Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. My name is Darren Joseph from HGJ.tax. We're a team that seeks to demystify the sometimes confusing world of international tax compliance, particularly for those who may be U.S. exposed. Uh, have a look at our website. We have over 2,000 articles in our YouTube channel. We have over 1,000 videos that speak to different aspects of international tax for those of you who live that international lifestyle. Today, we're joined by the one and only international tax badass, Mr. Jimmy Sexton, who is based in Dubai. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I have, have okay. my LLM, but uh, I'm, I'm an international tax advisor. Gotcha, thank you very much. You were in the US and you moved to the UAE, Dubai. And yeah. I'm being very specific in that because I was looking at another podcast and people didn't understand that Dubai was in the UAE. So just be yeah, that's true. Uh, what made you make that decision? What were your factors? Um, you know, so I was I was living between you know, I was living living in the US. I was spending quite a bit of, of time in, in Europe on business, and I was also spending a decent amount of time in in the Middle East on business. But I'd never been to to the UAE, and I was actually invited to to a New Year's party there back in, in 2014. And I decided that ah, I've never been, I'll, I'll go check it out. And I was just blown away by the place. I mean, I just uh, really fell in love with it. And, and, and I was only there a week, but I, I loved it. And by the end of the week, uh, I was like, I'm moving here. <laughs> and, uh, so so the, so the next year I, I went there and started spending some time there, set up a company, you know, got my residency permit and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've been there eight years now and I, I, I really enjoy it. And so it was, it was a sort of, sort of a, sort of an impulse um, an impulse decision, but, uh, it, you know, it checks a lot of boxes, especially for, for my lifestyle. I mean, most of, most of my business is, is, is in Europe. So, you know, it's only depending on where you're going, there's like five to seven hour flight, depending on where you're going in, in Europe. Um, you know, you got to fly on a luxury airline, which is nice. Uh, yeah. the, the time zone is very convenient. If you're dealing yeah. with, with Asia or Europe, uh, it's not difficult to get people to come travel to see you because I know, you know, most people don't mind coming to Dubai. And so, you know, and, and, and you know, now that I've been there a while, I love the quality of life there. I've really come to appreciate the the, the safety and mm -hmm. um, you know the convenience of everything. It kind of reminds me a lot of America, right? Everything is, you know, in Europe things close Sunday, things close yeah. early. It's not yeah. so convenient. Dubai is just like the U.S., right? It's it's twenty four seven. Everything's going. It's very business oriented. So you know, I feel very comfortable there. I like it a lot. Uh, so 2014, 2015. So you, you know, it's gone in you know peaks and, and troughs, right? So the latest, sure. my my perception is that the latest uh, upswing in the popularity uh, of Dubai as a jurisdiction really came around COVID. You know, it was the only international city that was open. Everywhere else was closed, and yep. it was open for business. You know, and then it just kind of got a, a voice of its own. But having said that, you know, some people that we talk to. Uh, I mean, they're enjoying it for now, but they're not too optimistic on the future. They 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 have questions about sustainability, viability of the economic model. What are your thoughts on the future of Dubai? I mean, I know you're not nobody psychic, but what are your personal thoughts? Um, I mean, look, I'm I'm pretty bullish on on Dubai. So so my read is this: you know, I I, I was there when COVID hit, you know, and it was yeah. it was a it was a pretty harsh lockdown uh, when mm -hmm. it first came, but. You know, once they kind of started to figure things out, they eased the rules. As you said, they opened up uh, in July of 2020. You could travel in and out. And I mean, they pretty much stayed open from July 2020 until now. And then the restrictions kept getting easier and easier. Um, so I think they managed COVID very well. And one of the things that I saw 
and then this is kind of where my bullishness came from is when COVID first hit, I was like, that's it. It's game over for, for the UAE, right? I mean, there was so many people leaving. There was so many yeah. people moving out, so many businesses um, laying people off and getting rid of employees. But then when they reopened um, and people saw how they were handling the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I think especially when you you look at Europe and a lot of the bailouts that were, were done by governments here, I think a lot of the wealthy population saw mm-hmm. that and said, well, they're going to be looking to us to pay for this, right? And so yeah. I think during 2020 and 2021, there was a lot of wealthy Europeans that started to move to Dubai. And a, a, you know, a lot of people from other countries as well, right, were starting to move to Dubai because of the freedom that you had with, with COVID. And that already sort of started the, the uptick, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you add on top of that, that Singapore has been talking about things like wealth taxes. I saw I saw another article that was saying that they're considering a 60% property tax on non-resident purchasers of real estate. And so I think you see a lot of people looking at Singapore not as bullish anymore. We're starting to see some family offices and funds and individuals come from Singapore to, to Dubai. You know, the, the other country that used to be competition for, for Dubai was, was Hong Kong. I think with, with the, you know, this new Chinese security law, we're seeing a lot of wealth and individuals move out of Hong Kong to Dubai. Um, obviously, we had a, a big influx of, of, of Russians and Ukrainians given given the, the war. And now that China's opened up again, a lot of the wealthy Chinese that have been locked down and unable to travel out of China during during COVID, they're all looking at Dubai as a place to, to resettle, to have that not happen again, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Dubai is really sort of the only tax-advantaged country uh, of, of, of that, you know, it used to be Dubai, Singapore, Hong Kong. Now it's, now it's just Dubai. And the other thing that, that I think Dubai offers that a lot of people don't know is, you know, Dubai has 137 tax treaties. That's more than Switzerland. And when you look at, when you look at Singapore, when you look at Hong Kong, I mean, I, I, it's been a long time since I've looked, but I, I seem to remember Hong Kong had like 12 tax treaties or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you start looking, at jurisdictions to to base a multinational business out of, Dubai makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, because you could you're able to repatriate a lot of uh, of the profits, you know, in the form of dividends from from subsidiaries at, at a at a pretty cheap rate. So I think I, I, I so I'm, I'm I'm very bullish on Dubai. Mm, yeah, I, I hear and what you're saying. The, the, the challenges in Hong Kong is self evident, and Singapore is. It's super expensive, you know, the threshold yep. for the family office benefits has been pushed up pretty high. And because of the influx of people from mainland, from Hong Kong, from Taiwan, you know, real estate, you know, my, my rent doubled or, or whatever the case may be, and I, I have it easy. But having said that, in the in, in Dubai in particular, not in the other Emirates, but Dubai in particular, uh, you know, again, real estate is is going up but also banking uh is being discussed as a challenge what are your thoughts on banking in the emirates yeah i mean look i i mm. think i think that banking has gotten i think it's eased up a little bit um mm. i think you know when when i first got there eight years ago banking was 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 fairly easy to get um i think uh you know because of being on the eu blacklist and being gray listed mm. and, and, and things mm. like this that they did a, a pretty hard correction where banking became very, very difficult. Um, I've seen it ease up a bit now. Banking is the banking's becoming becoming easier, but it's still not easy, right? I mean, uh, you still need to jump through a lot of KYC hoops. Uh, in some cases, depending on the type of business, they want fairly high minimum balances. 
or they want you to make personal investments, you know, with the bank in order for them to open the company accounts. Um, you know, it, it seems to me that there's sort of a policy that you need to be a resident now in order to get yeah. banking. Um, but I, I, I'm seeing it ease up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that they've come to realize that you know you can't be a, a true financial center if people can't get banking, right? So um, I, I think I'm not seeing a lot of people get accounts denied. I mean, it might take 30 days, 60 days to get an account open, but in in most cases, you know, we are seeing the accounts get 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 open. Okay, that's fair enough. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.